We're all on the Spartans bus. <laughs> we're, not, we're not one bit happy. There's 50 of us on this bus and we're not one bit happy. For immediate reaction from around the grounds, catch League of Ireland late night. Every Friday, 10pm on Twitter Spaces. Follow at Off The Ball. OTB AM. With Gillette, get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. A dynamic duo, Ronan Agara and Alan Quinlan. Good morning, lads. Morning. Morning, lads. How are you? All good. How are you doing? Rare that we have you on together. This is a, a surprise and a delight. Yeah, I texted Colm at 6.50 a.m. <laughs> I bit of scatterbrain this week, Adrian, so I wasn't organised, so I uh, hope I'm not jumping in on Quinny's gig. Well, he, he when, when Colm got in contact with him afterwards, he insisted that it wasn't going to happen, but eventually relented. <laughs> I won't get a word, a word in edgeways. Uh, there's plenty to get to. The the uh, Toulouse this weekend, Ronan, to begin with, maybe is probably the best place to kick things off. And then uh, cast, I think, in the semi, if you get there. Uh, the Leon game, obviously, last weekend was uh, exactly what you needed, I suppose, to continue this. Is that almost feel, I know we've chatted a little bit last year and this year about sort of cup final week after week. Are you still kind of in that mode now? Yeah, absolutely, because it's... Um Hopefully there's three games left. Uh, the Leon game was a little bit different, I suppose, in the fact that uh, the only way we wouldn't qualify if they scored a, a, a bonus offensive, or sorry, a, a try-winning bonus. So in France, the way it works is it's, you score three more tries than the opposition. So it's not four tries. So you have to outscore your opposition by three tries. So seven, four, five, two, three, zero, you get the five points. So, we couldn't let Leon do that because um, we were four points ahead of them in the table. So a five nil, they would have gone ahead of us. Um, so I, you mean at the latter stages of the game, uh, it was comfortable. We were good, uh, but at half time it was three tries to one to them. Um, we probably had a, a grounds for a legitimate try uh, disallowed just before half time uh, off a driving mall, but. Going in at half time at three one, um, it was not panic, but a little bit of okay. This can fall apart if we're not careful. But we responded really well in the first twelve minutes of the second half and uh, the end game. Then I don't know. People probably saw a little bit of on Twitter uh, was um, was hectic. Uh, um, the Leon probably have two try scoring opportunities and. Um, most unfortunate circumstances for them um, they didn't get over the line but you know a bonus point would have done a defeat would have done for us as well Yeah, the gods are with you for sure Is there, there hasn't been a um, hangover it seems anyway from the Heineken Cup final does it feel as if it's almost given you a bit of a wind in the sails yeah most definitely yeah it was the turnaround was Saturday, Sunday, so that extra day playing Sunday night made a big difference. I think it mean, meant that we could really probably um, enjoy the the aftermath of Marseille, so that was good. I think we, um, we had four days of partying, which I think is very important that you, you, you do that and you, and you celebrate a big moment as it was. But then the latter part of the week, we parked it and we moved on and... Um, Leon were good, um, obviously winning the Challenge Cup, but I think talking to their guys and management afterwards, it wasn't really, I suppose, celebrated or appreciated maybe 
as much did as they would have liked. Uh, so they were on for the game, and you know, what I mean, they had a obviously uh, good grounds to go for um, a bonus point win against us. But um, our twenty three were good on the night. Four days of partying. Well, that- Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, but it was. It wasn't like mayhem. It was just, I suppose, sitting down and having a lazy lunch and a, a good dinner, a barbecue. Um, you know, I think um, that's why we do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering what's behind that grin. There's a bit more than that. that I presume no, a few, few glasses of red. And- Compared to Munster standards, it was tame, you know, it was very tame. But, um, um, you know, you're trying to, it's not all about the field, you know. I think that's where you make the difference is, is in connecting off the pitch and enjoying people's company. And it's a very different club rugby in France, I think, to what you may perceive, but it's starting to get really, really enjoyable now. There seems to be a bit of a sense over here, Ronan, right, that like if the Huntington Cup final was played again next weekend, that Leinster would come out on top, rightly or wrongly. And I wanted to put Matt Williams was on with us during the week and his comments probably summed it up better than most um, he said I gotta disagree with everyone La Rochelle were absolutely rubbish until the 64th minute I don't think it uh, was a great plan as in La Rochelle's plan I think Leinster stuffed up and I wanted to put them to you not in any kind of an incendiary way other than you were on the line and uh, we were going to talk to Quinny about them anyway uh, and now seeing as you're here we might as well get your reaction to it what's your your view on that idea almost if I could interpret it as to say that if it was to be played again people are feeling that maybe Leinster will come out on top um, yeah, there's there's definitely good grounds for that. You know, they're such a quality team um, that we were very aware that we had one shot and that's why cup finals are and that's why you have to get the mindset right that it's 80 minutes. You know, I think uh, these things aren't like the basketball where they're played over a seven-game series and you win 4-3, you know. This is uh, 80 minutes and... It's the exact same as winning a World Cup final. You don't have to be the best team for four years. You've got to be the best team for 80 minutes and a qualifying, 80 minutes and a semi-final, 80 minutes and a final. And that's what to, how top-level sport is decided. And I think it is a different mindset. I think, um, you know, it's interesting um, listening to that, that La Rochelle were rubbish, is it? Yeah. I think, I think that's... Uh, Until the 64th minute. Incredibly inaccurate. But... You know, I, mean, I suppose um, that's how Matt gets on the radio. I suppose that's what on TV. That's he has to be controversial, and that's his opinion. You know, but I would contest that and wouldn't uh, agree with that. I think uh, we were inaccurate some part times in, in, as I said, I think afterwards to you guys that you know, I mean, I think we did leave some scores out there. But the difference between not executing under immense pressure with a really good defence as opposed to being rubbish and our poles apart so you know I think it's uh, a little bit of trash talk but but that's okay that's that's what people are entitled to do Ultimately the winning of a game in a cup final proves that it was a great plan anyway right like I mean I know you can't plan for every single event- eventuality in a game you've just mentioned about what happened obviously at the Leon, Leon game at the weekend nobody plans for that stuff but ultimately So what, it was a a rubbish plan as well is it I didn't I didn't it, hear it, the, I don't think it was a great plan to be fair to him it wasn't as uh... Yeah um but if you score three tries it must be better than the opposition's plan 
But I think we've given that enough airtime in terms of, you know, I think maybe if it was Scott Robertson, we could have a debate about it. Um, what's your sense, Quinny, of the, as he's, he's, he's grinning, what's your sense there of um, a, the, the um, after Heineken Cup final uh, response from Leinster? Like they didn't, they themselves didn't show much hangover, obviously, against Glasgow. They're headed into a game this weekend. Um, it feels to me like there's no, from a Leinster point of view, putting that right. Like the URC ain't going to put that right over the next few weeks, no matter what happens. It's about getting back to a final, isn't it? And and proving that they, in Matt's words, that they uh, they don't stuff up or that they can get over the line. Yeah, I think if they obviously win win the URC, then they get over the loss of that 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 final. Um, if if I say I agree, I agree with Matt. He'll fall out with me. But anyway, I don't entirely agree with Matt at all. I, I don't think Matt meant it in the way. Maybe this, um, it's hard for Rog to hear the words rubbish. I think he highlighted a few things and obviously I'll probably put this to Rog about the discipline and it was probably one of the things that's in, for me in commentary, some of the penalties that La Rochelle gave away, I thought um, they were silly penalties and they made it difficult for themselves. But I thought they, what they did really well, to say a performance and a plan isn't right, I thought the plan that, that La Rochelle had, um, and it was a very obvious one because we spoke about it, Adrian, um, and it's no secret. Um, the key to stopping Leinster's flow because they're so accurate and so good with the ball and their cohesion and timing a pass and all that, it's brilliant. But if you encounter a side that are going to be up in your face, physical, aggressive, bring loads of emotion and... You know, La Rochelle beat Bordeaux twice in the round 16. They beat Montpellier. They beat um, uh, Racing. Uh, did really well in their group stages as well. So um, probably not, uh, you know, going into the game, we all probably got it wrong to the point of saying that, look, Lens, I, I felt Leinster were going to be, it was going to be very difficult. And look, Rod, you can, it's if for you as a coach, I met you before the game and, I just thought you were relaxed and I, I was, it didn't surprise me your self-belief and uh, your co- not co- your confidence that your team would turn up and that you obviously had a plan. Um, I met Victor Vito before the game. He told me it was the best training week that he'd seen um, your team for, for ages, that they were buzzing. So when you get a plan and a structure and you do so much of it right, um, defensively, absolutely brilliant stopping Menster from from getting over the line. Um, the one negative, if you lost the game, would have been the penalties, I, I thought. But I don't think Robert, Matt meant it in the way that you would. And, and to be fair, look, at, I do want to be fair to Matt as well, that I, that's a quote, now a direct quote, so I'm not misrepresenting, yeah, but there's obviously a, a um, bigger context to his chat as well. Come here, I, I wanted to ask you, Roland, we've only a few minutes left uh, with you, and we'll talk to Quinny you in a bit more detail about the URC semis, but the New Zealand tour, obviously upcoming the uh, couple of interprovincials that we've had recently and who's played themselves in and out. We'll come to that in a second. But the um, 10 conversation is ongoing and will be, obviously, uh, and will only get hotter, I presume, obviously, in the, the lead into the World Cup. No sense, Rona, that you'd leave Sexton at home for this and give the contenders to the Crown uh, a shot on the front line, is there? No, because Johnny, I think, is too important to... to to the Ireland team the scenario isn't really improving I suppose in the bigger picture either in the fact that it's whatever 15 months now from a Rugby World Cup where uh, 
I suppose events in Munster or performances in Munster aren't helping Joy Carberry at all and the fact that it's a team devoid of confidence and probably difficult to establish what way they're they're playing the game and he, I think always in teams and I was most definitely a, a, a beneficiary of the this next comment is I think when your team goes well your your 10 gets over appreciated and when your team goes poorly your your 10 gets under appreciated so that's most definitely the case I think for Joey Carberry I think it's 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 hard for him to find his own form in a team that's struggling for form and he needs games and a lot of quality games um, because I think he definitely has the natural attributes to 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 push Johnny for that position. Is that um, nearly to say, Ronan, that like if he's in that Ireland team, for example, so if he went to New Zealand and you give him a test or a couple of tests, that we'll see the true potential of him? Um, yeah, that's probably a bit broad, but I think in the fact that, it, like, you know, I mean, uh, Johnny's a competitor, but Johnny's 37 in the summer. There's very little playing at that level of test rugby with the belts that go along for 80 minutes. So you're probably, you need two. But the the difference, I suppose, the, the, the drop-off between Johnny and the others at the minute is, is, is quite large. And that can be, I think, reduced maybe with good training sessions, but also you need to be playing games and you need to make mistakes and you need to be getting minutes in the saddle. And that's that's how you become better as a number 10. And remember, you're probably around 30 is when you, when you hit your peak as a 10. Would you throw him in then against New Zealand, Carberry? I think he'll definitely be involved. Yeah, I think that fascinates me too. And the fact now for um, maybe because I'm involved so much in it. It's a 23-man game, Adrian. If people struggle with that, I think especially people of our generation and the fact that the game has changed so much. It's a 23-man game. This thing is starting, but you need uh, your playmakers um and, and especially at test level, like obviously, you know, I mean, kicking goals is so important too. So um, you need two tens, but I think we know that Johnny is proven and uh, and still at that level. Um, underneath that, there's question marks over a lot of them. Now that we've annoyed you for the morning, we let you off. Best of luck well, at the weekend. You didn't annoy me one bit. <laughs> no, it was good chat there. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah. As as to, Quinny, be, to be continued. To be continued. As Quinny said, he didn't get a word in edgeways, Raj. So you know, by contract, obviously, we've got we've got to give him a few minutes now. Okay. See you. Come on. Cheers. Thanks, million. Bye bye. We'll uh, we'll take on that point then, uh, Quinny, just about the players um, who might be on the plane. I suppose at, uh, uh, for New Zealand, have there been some players over the last few weeks that have almost, and I mean, maybe particularly in a monster, uh, uh, maybe a monster tinted question, but have almost played themselves out. Um. It's been difficult. I think someone like Chris Farrell, um, who's played for played under Andy Farrell and Joe Schmidt, and been really effective. And and uh, it's been difficult for him getting ahead of of Henshaw, Aki, Ringrose for a number of years. Now you have James Hume. I think who's after really jumping into that picture. If ones are winning and going into the knockout stages, I think Chris Farrell then is, you know, he still may go, but I just feel for him a little bit because um, even in in the last couple of weeks. Um, against Leinster and against Ulster, I thought Chris Farrell, you know, was, he's still making those carries. He's getting across the game and he's looking for people running off his shoulders. Um, so I, t- I still think he should go, but it depends how many midfielders they bring, but it could be difficult for him. Um, I thought Alex Kendellan put himself in the picture 
probably with the performance against Toulouse. But then again, you know, difficult in the, those last two games. Um, even though he's making lots of tackles and he's all over the field, I think it's an incredible rise for him given he's in the academy um, and and where he's come from. Um, the other players from Munster, look, I think Conor Murray, um, Keith Earls, Tygburn, um, you know, Craig Casey, I think they'll all be in the in the mix. I don't think they'll be punished for probably a poor season for Munster, you know, the way Munster finished off the season. But um, I was all hoping for Thomas Ahern to get a good run of games, you know, at the second half of the season and really kind of step up because I still believe he's he's a player who can play international rugby. Um, he hasn't got that, got injured in that game in Ulster. So it's not easy when your team are not losing because it's about perception. It's been in the limelight. Um, but there's not many more who put their hands up and kind of put themselves in the picture. Um, so that that's probably difficult for them. You're a big fan of Jimmy O'Brien. Yeah, I am. I think he's, uh, I think he's, what he's, the way he's played for Leinster this season has been phenomenal. You know, I would have been very pro him being nominated in the first batch of European players after the pool games. Uh, we had to nominate 15 players to go forward to the knockout stages and, uh, Jimmy O'Brien was in that group. Um, you know, the way he played in those pool games, the, the games against Bath, was it four tries over in Bath? I just think he's composure, control. Um, he's very physical. Uh, similar similarities to Hugo Keenan. Doesn't make a mistake. Seems to be a very intelligent rugby player. And I just think he's grown so much. He's got to, he's got to go to New Zealand, I think. And um, I just think he's been absolutely brilliant. It's great to see Jordan Armour as well come back and show his class in the last couple of weeks. He's had two tough injuries again this year. And, you know, last weekend against Glasgow, he was just sensational. And it was like a reminder that uh, he hasn't gone away and this is what he can do out of nothing. Um, for Leinster, the other ones, then Joe McCarthy, I think, again, he's someone who'll, who'll go on the plane. And for such a young player, very, very physical. Ross Maloney, I think, um, obviously the way he's played for Leinster as well. So... Um, Frawley I think he's someone who, who again so there's a number of Leinster guys but obviously they're getting to the European final they're most you'd imagine this they get over the Bulls tonight get into a final and probably win it that's what we expect you never know obviously we, tonight is going to be a physical test for them but I just think the way some of those players have played and it's easier when you're when you're on the front foot same for Ulster you know Timoney has put himself back into the picture big time and you know, we we spoke last week. James Hume was never going to be. He's not a bolter because you know I think he was touted last November. Or the season he's had with Ulster, he's been absolutely brilliant. You mentioned Ulster, so uh, Stormers obviously in the in semi-finals. Does is there an element almost that beating Munster is a success for them already, Quinny, to have reached this stage, almost regardless, or is that too simplistic? It depends what happens. Um, it's very difficult for them. So if they lose against the Stormers in a tight game, obviously Dan McFarland would be very disappointed. But, you know, they've gotten near near the end, if you like. Um, it would be still very disappointed. But if they got walloped in South Africa and had a really poor performance, well, then it doesn't really count for anything. I think Ulster's biggest problem over the years has been consistency. And they've shown with sporadic, brilliant performances at times and what they can do when they when they get confident, their self-belief is up, when they execute well, um, 
they can they can be brilliant to be a handful for anyone. Mm. Um, the win in Toulouse was incredible, but then they come back to Dublin or to back to Belfast and take a bit of mismanagement, poor defence, you know. So that's what Ulster unfortunately have done for the last number of seasons. So I still think they're capable of going to the Stormers. Like the Stormers are, are finished second in the table. They actually lost the least amount of games, four games. And you think those four games were probably at the start, most they were at the start of the tournament when they didn't have their internationals. So they have two draws in there. Leinster finished top. Um, so it's a very difficult one. You know, they have the likes of Kitsov, Malherbe, uh, Hercul Yanches, Galant, um, a lot of really top class players, but I just don't know if they can play the pace and tempo that Leinster will bring. We'll see for Ulster. Um, sorry, for what, what Ulster will bring. For Ulster, it's about bringing a physicality, particularly up front and, and taking their opportunities. Conditions will be perfect. Um, and I, I think if they get flow into their game, well, they're very, their confidence, you, Balakun, uh, McCluskey, um, they can be devastating, as they showed last week. Are you calling Leinster and Ulster, or how are you seeing it? Um, well, I'm calling Leinster, I think. Look, the, Leinster beat the Bulls 31-3 at the start of the season. It's going to be a bit tighter than that. Um, Kutsia, Marcel Kutsia was talking about that tempo and pace. So you're talking about Rogers' plan. Can Jake White bring a plan to the RDS and stop Leinster and, and stop their flow? I think they'll bring a lot of energy early on, but I don't know if they'll be able to sustain it. So I think Leinster will win that one. Um, I fancy Ulster a little bit. Um, definitely, I think it's, it, they've a great opportunity, but it's hard to it's hard to go to South Africa and win a game like this. I think the South African teams have brought um, a lot of quality to the competition. So look, it's probably going to be Leinster Stormers. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Jake White, after a smack talk about Connacht during the year, Quinny, we're all fired up about it. Nothing, uh, nothing, nothing that riles us all up more than a bit of smack talk about Connacht. Good man, thanks, a million. Catch up with Jerry next Cheers. week. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.